We are back. 99ers. And we've got Sean Tacular in the studio again. For Hello, I'm here. Panel discussion, episode 10. We are reviewing Obi-Wan Kenobi, episode 5. It dropped this morning. I was up at 4 a.m. watching it because I am a sick human, and I was ready. Did you really? I did, yeah. Well, you own a bakery, so you're open that early anyway. <laughs> well, I woke up before work to watch it, and then I watched it kind of again. So I, I watched like one and a half times before work at 4 a.m. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was pumped for this episode, and I liked it. Freaking yes. This was my favorite episode. I was far. really excited to get in the studio. We wanted to drop this as soon as we could. So it is the day of rec- uh, the day that Obi-Wan dropped, and we're here to talk about it. Boyos, what did you think? General thoughts? I would rate this episode a 9.2. Dang, highest rating yet. Highest rating. I loved it. New record. <laughs> Sean. What episode was this again? Episode 5. Yeah, that's what I give it. You give it a 5? Yeah. I'll be the bat. I'll My be heart. The, I'll be the bad guy. <laughs> no, again, uh, like I said, with episode four, I, I just kept noticing some things that I felt were uh, not done properly, and they, they ended up distracting me ultimately from what it could have been. Maybe my problem is I think too lofty. I want too yeah. much, and I see too much potential. Mm. It's like when I go into a gold mine. I don't see all the dirt. I just see the gold. And then when I come home empty-handed to my starving wife and children, which I don't have, but if I did, mm. yeah, that's what it's like. They would be starving? Sometimes. <laughs> In this economy. In this economy, give me a... Um, so you're dumb. I would give it a... <laughs> hey, whatever. Man, I would give it a... And that's showbiz. <laughs> 8.9. Um, I really liked it. I, you know, I've said in previous episodes how much I've harped on if you're going to bring in Vader, you do it the right way. Yeah, for sure. That's that was I loved good. Vader in this episode. For the love of God, he was done well. Yes. Freaking nailed it. Opening scene, young Anakin. Like, H.E. Dubsky, like yes. Like between episode two and three. Like he's no, short hair. No. It was pre-episode two. Either pre-episode or during episode two. He had his normal, he had his he uh, had, non-robot arms. He had non-robot oh, arms. I didn't even he had his original that. hilt as well. Oh, the one that was destroyed. You guys are nerds. The Get one that was here. destroyed in the Geonosian factory. He had that. So this is either now they they cut. We're clearly in the Jedi Temple. We are clearly. It opens up on Coruscant. We're on Coruscant. Yep. So so this may have happened during Episode Two. Like they get sent to Coruscant to protect Padme. Maybe after they meet with Padme or just before they meet with Padme, that's maybe when this scene is taking place. Right. I watched that scene 10 times because I wanted to know where are they? When does this take place? Oh my God, that's his original hilt. Oh my God, he doesn't have his robot arms. Yeah. So that's amazing. Listen, were you, were you a little disappointed though that in Disney's vast array of technology, they didn't, they just didn't use any de-aging. I was going to say yeah. that. That was my one thing. He looked really if old. You, now listen, I paused it in some of the fast-moving scenes, and they for sure tried to de-age Anakin's face a little bit. Okay. But some of the not fast-moving scenes, they didn't even try. Right. So you kind of have to just pretend you're an 8-year-old like, infant watching like it a, again. Yeah, 40-year-old trying to play yeah. an 18-year-old. You got Hayden Christensen, 40-year-old, trying to be young, young, young like Anakin. Jackson in Hannah Montana. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but Part of it was, I asked immediately, like, why did they choose Clone Wars Anakin, 
young Padawan Anakin. And honestly, the most realistic expect or the realistic answer is because Obi-Wan has his hair grown out and Anakin might not have had his hair grown That's out. Exactly what I thought. And it's, it's like his well, hair was the same for episode We can't two. give Obi Wan a haircut, and Anakin, we don't want to put a wig on him, so they definitely, just uh, Obi Wan looked it. pretty hippie. That's for sure. Yeah, he did. So they have this this sequence where they're clearly doing like a duel. Like yeah, they're, they're, they're practicing their sword play, their right. lightsaber play. I really loved this because right off the get, you're getting this theme of Kenobi is the master. Anakin is the Padawan. It's a lesson, right? It the whole it's setting up the theme for the episode is Obi Wan is teaching his Padawan a lesson. Yeah. So this and my my biggest thing going into this Kenobi show, yeah. is that line in A New Hope is last time we met, I was but the learner, mm-hmm. and you were the master. This whole episode, I was but the poser, Mike. Posner. (laughs) Pill and Ibiza. Yeah, this whole episode was that. It was about that. So when I saw, when I, this this theme introduced, I was like, oh, here we go. Like, bridging the gap. Thank you. That's all I wanted. They start the episode with that flashback. And then throughout the episode, they interweave kind of that flashback sequence of them having this lesson, this duel. And every scene was lined up very well, in my opinion. That's what I liked. I was, I was sitting there going, I'm like, you guys. This is it. Backstory. Yes. Using backstory as storytelling. This is what movie making is all about. Word. You just ignore the wrinkles on Hayden Christensen's face and you are in it. I loved it. And it played into, they didn't create new content. They were playing into the Anakin. Right. That we see in Clone Wars. Exactly. This arrogant, cocky little punk who knows he's more powerful than everybody. Yeah. And just this theme of like Anakin, you're so blinded by your need to win and need to right. dominate, and your aggressive nature. They played into something we already knew. Right. Disney isn't creating something to then play off of. Right. They played off of the actual character of Anakin. They did well, and it, you know what? I think I said Clone Wars a couple of times. I meant Attack of the Clones. This is beginning of Attack of the Clones, Episode Two. Whereas Clone Wars is the animated series. That being said, I was really hoping they would give Clone Wars flashbacks. Mainly because I wanted to see Anakin wearing his Clone Wars general attire. Um, now that we've seen this flashback, I don't know if we're going to get another one in the series finale. Yeah, I don't think so. But I thought this was done well. Um, you know, 8 point... What did I give this episode? 8.9? It was it was 8.9 out of 10 worthy, you know, this whole flashback sequence. Um, so they're cutting in between what's going on currently versus this, you know, this lesson that took place years ago between Obi-Wan and Anakin. And currently the situation is Vader's there. They show up on Jabim um, because they were tracked. They were tracked because Reva bugged Lola. But what do you mean Vader's there? Well, his ship has entered the system. Right. So they are like getting organized. They just got back. Yay, we saved Leia. Everything's great. And then... Well, first I'd like to say one of the things that happened at the end of the last episode that I was like a little bit hung up on mm-hmm. was this thought that I'm like, well, the, but the plot's over. Obi-Wan finally has Leia. They're on a ship. Right. Like there is literally no reason he shouldn't just take her straight to Alderaan. Right. Drop her off. It doesn't matter that they know where she's from. Right. Because like the sole objective of this show is just get her home. Right. So it was cool that at least 
when they land on Jabim that they kind of explain we're here because we got to get all these other people out of here. We have limited resources. Right. It's not as simple as like just go straight to Alderaan. Right. So I was like, okay, at least now that's they're thinking about that sort of a thing. Plus right. they were taken off the Inquisitor base on a snowspeeder. Yeah. That thing doesn't have hyperspace capabilities. Right. They so. well they were on they were on the but they they got back on their freight ship basically at the end. That's where they had their whole like meltdown oh, over Wade. You're right, you're right. RIP Wade. Right. Never Rip forget. Wade. Never forget. Dubs. Yeah. Poor Wade. What I really liked um about this episode is it mimics, mirrors, parallels, echoes the last Jedi mm-hmm. where um, a, a siege. Right. It is all about how the Empire or the First Order has tracked them back to their base. Right. So you're telling me episode five of Kenobi mirrors episode five of Star Wars? You salty dog. Episode five of Star Wars. Eight. No, that's episode eight. No. Revenge of the Sith. He said Last or, Jedi. Oh, Last Jedi. I thought, well... You okay, buddy? I'm high on bath salts right now. <laughs> it's hot in here, isn't it? I was up at 4 a.m. watching this. <laughs> 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 episode five mimics episode five. Empire Strikes Back. They're on Hoth. There's the, pl- there's the base. Go get them. Vader is boots on the ground. I mean, there's a lot of things that yeah, they that did. scene. It yeah. will get we'll get to that. And but. even we talked about it, uh, Kenobi episode four, where there's a couple of New Hope references. Episode four mimics Star Wars episode four New Hope. Right, Deborah Chow just chowing down, chowing on, on it. Parallels. Oh my gosh. Chow, chow, chow. Whoa, oh we're God. brothers. <laughs> we might be related. Keep going. Um, so keep talking that sweet talk. <laughs> they have tracked them back to their base. Parallel of First Order tracking them through light speed. Um, and they move right into it. Yeah. Like, I, I remember taking a note. It's, like, literally three minutes into the episode. They're establishing, like, we're trapped. They got us surrounded. It's a siege. Right. And I was like, wow, no buildup. Just going to go right into it. Okay, well, I don't know if we've established all the stakes yet, but let's just keep moving. <laughs> so, so Reva gets summoned to Vader's ship, and she... Um, well, he basically knights her as a Grand Inquisitor. Neil. Says, good job. Neil, here's your pin. No, not, he doesn't tell her to kneel. Yeah, he does. Yet. No, I mean, not yet. That's at the end of their conversation. No. Well, yeah. It's, he did t- on the ship he told her to kneel. Yeah, but that's at the end of his conversation. How long they was have, the conversation? No, they have all this dialogue of, okay, you're the Grand Inquisitor now. But then at the end, he like notices, like, you're kind of like not really respecting my authority, kneel. And there's a moment where Reva like pauses and then kneels. And mm. I thought, hmm, that was weird. That was one thing I picked up on was that was one of the only scenes I didn't rewatch. So I'll take your word for it. I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm going to prove you wrong. Just oh my gosh. She's here. pulling up the plus of Disney's. Pull it up. Yeah. Um, so she gets her pin. I thought that was a little cheesy, but yeah. whatever. You, you were never in quiz. Yeah. GI pin. Yeah, I guess not. Um, so then he immediately tells her, lock down the facility. So she has Lola, who she hijacked, go in and cut a couple wires or whatever, and it immediately shuts down the base. They can't get out with their ships. The giant blast door above the sh- you know the ship port jobber gets locked down, and there's nothing that they can do. They're like, uh, we can't open that. So that, um, that scene... Actually, I didn't care for Ewan McGregor's acting during that scene. What? The uh, which which part? He says, "Everyone, everyone." Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, "Oh, the Jedi is going to say something." 
We're all going to die. It's not going to work. <laughs> I can't remember the We're exact. We're completely surrounded. D- yeah. The exact phrasing. Hopeless I, is the word. I can't remember what he says, but the way he gets everybody attention, he goes, everyone, everyone, <laughs> I know that you're scared. It's like, it just seemed very off to me. It's like, dang, directing. You should have gotten like, you in a yeah. hurry, man. I agree Can with you? that part. Yeah, what like, I would thought you were saying is when he's like, it's Vader. Like, yeah. boom. Obi-Wan is in tune he is in tune the and, force and what i loved was he says let me check my notes he says he'll attack next he hasn't the patience for a siege yeah yeah, yeah. and the guy says how do you know boom cut to the flashback yes of him what you him. said when we reviewed episode three was we were talking about how like obi-wan is going to best vader somehow and you said how do you beat that vader obi-wan is not going to beat vader He's going to hand beat, to hand. He's going to beat Anakin, right? Because he knows Anakin, oh my god, better than anybody else in the galaxy. Right. He knows his strengths and he knows his weaknesses. Right. And he, they show this flashback, which really dives into Anakin's weaknesses: his aggressive nature, his desire to prove himself. He's got to show you up. He's got to attack you. And I love that was probably so far my favorite part about this whole series is Obi-Wan saying he hasn't the patience for a siege. He'll attack next because he knows who Anakin is. I think the reason that that stuff works so well is because we're seeing a larger cohesive kind of forming together around Mm -hmm. the story. It's not just the plot of here's where they're at, here's what they're doing. There, the the show in this episode uses all of the things you already understand about these characters. Right, right. that's what I was to saying. Tell a bigger story, right? right. Picture of what's going on. They're not trying to introduce some spunky Reva character. This is just like a Obi Wan Anakin episode, yeah. and it's my favorite so far because of it. Um, when they flash to that cutscene, it's Anakin just being super hyper aggressive, and he gets the best of Obi Wan. He knocks his lightsaber away, but while they're dueling, um, he says, "You're too aggressive." The goal is to defend life, not take it. Yeah, the exact the exact uh, quote is, be mindful, a Jedi's goal is to defend life, not take it. Which is a great line because Obi-Wan Kenobi, the Jedi all use different forms of lightsaber dueling. Obi-Wan Kenobi uses Form 3, which you're like, well, what the heck does that mean, Austin? Form 3 is called Sorosu. It is called the Resilience Form. And it is all about minimizing movements while optimizing defense. He is like a super defensive dueler. He's all about like deflecting a bullet back. Deflecting, deflecting, deflecting. And when you finally opening something up, that's when he's going to attack you. But otherwise, he's going to play defense the whole time. Mm. Um, a couple, Side note, a couple other Jedi that use this are Deepa Bilaba. Kiati Mundi, right? Uh, no, I don't think so. Mm. He didn't show up when I Googled all of this. Which one do you think <laughs> I use, Austin? Uh, you're for sure a form two, which is Dooku's. This is Ahsoka, oh too. Elegant movements. Um, does Ahsoka use yes. forms? Okay. I'll trust you, you just kind of roll around. So Deepa Bilaba and her apprentice, Caleb Dune, a.k.a. Kanan Jarrus, also uses form three, which we find that out in Rebels when he... Ha- CC10. No. I have no idea name? what that is. Um, he has a duel with the Grand Inquisitor, and Grand Inquisitor says, oh, your, your master... Deepa Bilaba uses Form 3, which you clearly for, favor heavily. Mm. So a little GI action, little Easter egg. We see what happens to Bilaba at the beginning of Bad Batch Season 1 
we see her order 66 sequence play out and we see Caleb Dune escape. Is she okay? Where's uh, Billaba? Billaba is she safe? She's dead. Is she all right? She gets pew pewed. She going to die. Actually, that was the one thing this episode was missing is they didn't have Vader be like, where is Wade? <laughs> is he safe? <laughs> is he all right? All right, he Wade. So I'm sorry. I went off on a tangent, but... Obi-Wan is form three. He's defensive, which is exactly in line with him saying a Jedi's goal is to defend life, not take it. Anakin, on the other hand, he uses form five. It's called Sheen, and it is the way of the crate dragon is one of the ways to describe it. So crate dragon is just this OP juggernaut, super, super powerful creature. See it in Mando season two. Exactly. And that's exactly how Anakin operates. It is powerful offensive moves and counterattacks. And Anakin responds to Obi-Wan by saying, mercy doesn't defeat an enemy master, which is why you're going to lose. So you see this dichotomy of form three versus form five. Which is another aspect of Vader I love, the show no mercy. Show no mercy juggernaut. Right. Way of the crate dragon. That That is Vader. But sounds like a Jet Li movie. Again, Vader is hunting down all these Jedi. There is really only one Jedi out there that is capable of defeating or slipping away from Vader, and that is the one who knows him the best, and that's right. Obi Wan. Mm. Obi Wan knows every little detail about Anakin, and that's why I love this episode because they take it all the way back to when Anakin's a Padawan, right. and he's teaching him lessons. He's Which, teaching him your aggressiveness is going to be your downfall. I want to say. Which is exactly what I wanted because that plays into that line, episode four. Right. I was but the learner, but now I'm the master. That's your answer there. But Disney has come out and confirmed Obi-Wan season two is coming out. Right. That being said, they have gone in. They said they changed some scenes in the finale. Right. So that it would fit a season two agenda. So something else could keep going. Which actually... Makes me want to go piss mode on Disney <laughs> because why Kenobi comes out and it is the most successful Disney plus most watched show ever. Right. Kenobi is? And what is Disney yeah. going to do? I don't know. Is they're going to yoink that utter dry. Right. So they're going to change what is already done. The, the script, the everything they filmed, yeah. everything that's set in stone. They're going to change it because they want more. More money, more views. They're milk whatever. farmers, dude. Okay, well then, if that is true, and I don't know if it is, it is. But if it is, it at least was the most watched premiere. I don't know overall, right. but I, the I premiere. I would be surprised if it was if it was more popular than Mandalorian. But anyway, I think so. If that is true, then it confirms some of my suspicions, which is that elements of some of those scenes, especially in these later episodes, feel like they kind of had to throw it together at the last minute, like pulling an all-nighter sure. sort of stuff with uh, mm-hmm. some of the directing. Yeah. So then we basically cut back, and Reva is on the ground, basically trying to get into this fortress. She's She shows up with the Legion of Stormtroopers. Yeah, Vader tells her, go get Kenobi. Right. And they lock everything down. They bolt all the doors. They're ready for a standoff. And Kenobi says, we need to just hold them off long enough so that by the time they get down in here, we're gone. And, and that's like, like the plan. I like that scene, Roken. He's like, how long will it take you to get access to the controls? He's like, uh, three to four hours. And he just goes, you have one. <laughs> and he walks away. Don't we all? So uh, then but, he's trying to get the blast door open. Which is too bad because the episode's only like 40 minutes long. Right. Ain't that the <laughs> <laughs> So he's trying to get the blast door open. 
They realize he can't get it open. And our buddy, the fake Jedi from episode two, which I forget his name. I had it written down. <laughs> I'll uh, find it. Kumail Nanjiani. Um, shoot. Uh, ha, nope. Haja Estri. That's it. Haja Estri. Haja. He's back. Haja. And um, he's there. He's trying to help the situation by cracking jokes and being the comedic relief. He says, well, did you check the vents? So Leia is the brave soul who says, I'll go to the vents. She climbs the ladder. She hops in this vent. And she's going to try to figure out what's going on. (laughs) And so now it's like this tension of Reva shows up. And this is where one of the parts I didn't care for in the episode. (laughs) Okay, so they've got this giant gun. They're about to start blasting this door like they do in Mando. They blast the door open. They got this giant gun. And they don't fire yet. They wait for Reva. She's in the back. And she walks her way all the way up to the front and just goes, <laughs> dang, fire. And it's like, why did you walk all the way to the well, front to some, then scream at the top of your there, there is fire. Some, there is something kind of weird I about that whole set her. because it's like they're in a weird like cove. Right. And they're like just in a giant little cove and there's just like a hundred guys in costumes. Yeah. And they just like stand there. They're standing there. They just, they don't have anything to do. Right. And then there's just this big gun shooting at the wall. Right. Which, in hindsight, I think what kind of bugged me about that was I wished that maybe the, the like the official siege, just started a few minutes later, mm-hmm. because right after this, there's the scene where Obi Wan takes a call basically, on his comlink from Bail or like a voice message. Right, very important. And that whole scene feels weird because, they're the door is under attack. Right, like this is it. The fight's on, and they he he gets pulled away from it for a moment, and so it's kind of this weird thing of like, you know, is the bat is the battle still going on? Can they right. not shoot the door down? Is that the problem? Like, you guys feel like you got a couple minutes to chill here? You know what Deborah Chow should have done? Yeah, she should have watched Lord of the Rings too. I thought the exact same thing, Helm's Deep, and she should have copied Helm's Deep scene for scene. Yeah. Get Gimli in there. Get yes, and my ox. <laughs> You'll have to talk to me. <laughs> I can't make the jump. You'll have to toss me. Uh, LOTR is goaded. Anyway, yeah. goaded with the sauce. Yeah, that's two episodes in a row with a loader. Dude, loader drops are everywhere. We're going to need more loader drops, Sean. Loader droid, Ned B. Oh, my gosh. Rip. I screamed in the mic. It's Aragorn inside of that suit. <gasps> um, I loved this scene, though. They're hunkered down in this cave. It's crate parallel. Hoth parallel. It's... It just mimics it. I love, I love the symmetry. Yeah. I think I quite love like sitting inside of a situation where you're trapped and you know that all hope is lost. Right. Really. When you're on the really toilet and there's the, no toilet yeah, paper. <laughs> really brings the story together for you. Or at least no wet wipes. So that, that scene between him and Tala is actually, uh, that's where I got this weird thing where I was like, you know, this, you know, some of the, some of the moments in the show remind me of. You ever like watch Law and Order mm-hmm. where somebody shows up on set and they're hired to work on Law and Order for one day. So they got to go into the interrogation room <laughs> and like just as an actor, you got to just like you're a day actor. You have to talk about like. And so my brother, he he got hit by the car 
and I didn't know what to do. And like, it's just like this, you have to like conjure emotion out of nowhere. Right. And it's like, you know, it's like 2 p.m. in the afternoon and they're like, action. And so there's like kind of a moment like that with Tala and Obi-Wan talking. Yeah. Where to remind you, they're under attack. Right. And he's like, you know, it'll all be okay or something like that. And she just like, Many years ago, I had this thing happen to me. It's like, can we? We're in a rush, lady. Are you sure you want to talk about this? Right. Right she now? starts monologuing. She starts monologuing. <laughs> yeah, she goes off about her history and her backstory, and she tells you everything that she's ever done. It's like, well, this doesn't bode well for your character if you're yeah, really know, getting this off exactly your chest now. What I was thinking, and I, I thought to myself. Could we just put this before the attack started? Because right. then it would have mattered. But now it's and like... It, it would have fit better, for sure. Tala, we're under attack. Shut <laughs> up. No, the Inquisitors showed up, and I didn't know what they were going to do. Tala, no, the door. They're, they're shooting. <laughs> they're, they're outside right now. So, right. Tala spills her guts. Her and Obi-Wan have this moment. He takes that message from Bail Organa. Bail basically says, I haven't heard from you. I knew we weren't going to communicate, but you've been so silent that I'm worried. I'm going to go to Tatooine. I'm going to help Owen with the boy and we'll wait for you basically, which is an important scene. Classic client, just stressed out. Yeah. Make a demand, sending that email. Ain't that the truth? You know about clients and stuff, right? So Kenobi walks out of this meeting with Tala. Yeah. And he hands over his lightsaber, his intercom. And his gun. And his gun. Yeah. So he's got no weapons, nothing. He gives it to <laughs> Haja yeah. um, and says, watch over Leia. Like, I need to go take on Reva, Reva and yeah. all the stormtroopers. Right. He's here and he's me. like, if I, if he has me, he'll leave everyone alone. Doesn't somebody say they don't believe him when he says that? I don't remember. Doesn't somebody literally just be like, I don't believe you. <laughs> <laughs> Probably Haja. Yeah, or Roken probably said that. Yeah, one of them. Haja says to Kenobi, how are you going to fight all of them alone, especially with no weapons? Right. <gasps> and Kenobi says, like, just tell the Inquisitor I want to talk. She started this when she took Leia. It was just like, I don't know. Boom, 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 right. boom, boom, boom. Or, wow. No, I was thinking Sound more um, CSI Miami. Yes. But anyway, we'll get that. Um, get so it does it then cut to the f- next flashback? Yeah. Of, at that point? Because it's definitely setting up this theme of you have no weapons. How are you going to win? Right. It's like, well, you don't need what we- Sometimes you don't need weapons. There's other other ways to win than with weapons mm-hmm. or something like that. I didn't get the exact quote, but... So you're setting up this idea of, okay, Obi-Wan, how are you going to trick Vader? (laughs) But then it immediately cuts to the flashback. Yeah. Where Anakin has bested him. He has knocked the lightsaber out of Obi-Wan's hand. He says, I have you, Master. And he pulls a little sneaky sneaky, gets behind him, elbows him in the back, and force pulls his lightsaber away from him. And he says, your aggressive nature and your your desire to prove yourself. fell for one of my, the most classic blunders. Over or underestimating your opponent, you fool. Right, you fool. And he says it'll be your undoing. This is your, and this is why you're oh still the Padawan, gosh. Anakin. He's teaching him lessons. And then cut back. See, this is now where some of the pieces start fitting together. So they're about to blast through this door, 
and Obi-Wan says, I want to talk to Reva, which I thought was a little weird. It's like, whoa, 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 stop shooting. Hey, Reva, let's talk. It's like, Obi-Wan wants to talk to you. Okay, fine. So they meet at the blast door, and they're separated by the blast door, but they can hear each other, and they can feel through each other. Through the other's. force, he's like using yeah, the force. They can feel each other's presence through the force, and this is where we learn everything about Reva. This is where all the stuff starts coming together, some of which we predicted, but not all of it. We didn't predict all of it. And right. I was actually delightfully surprised at the angle that they took with Reva. Yeah. So I didn't mind it. We find out Reva for sure was one of those younglings on Order 66 because Obi-Wan says, how did you know Anakin was Darth Vader? I don't, I, don't know if I, I don't know if we ever got it on mic, but I'm pretty sure this is exactly what I said it would happen. Really? The idea that she was it's really convenient that we didn't get on the mic. Well, <laughs> you know, but it was like it, it always seemed obvious to me. She's a youngling. She's clearly that's that's her backstory. Right. She's traumatized by what happened. The only thing I didn't know is how she became an inquisitor. Was she just kidnapped by Vader? Why did he do that for her, not others? But the kind of critical thing that stuck out to me was when um, uh, the one brother, uh, fifth brother. Han from oh. yeah, Fast and Furious. Uh, he said, uh, "You'll get what's coming to you," or something. Mm-hmm. And she was like, "I hope I do." And I was like, "Oh, so it's you've chosen vengeance, huh? Mm. That must be what's going on here." Mm. Hashtag Robert Pattinson. Yeah. So I thought that 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 it, even though I really thought that that was probably what was going to be, I at least was grateful that they said it at some point. You know, yeah. I felt like it was an episode too late. It. Right. right. They said it, and because they had to say it, it felt a little forced. Yeah, that, like, like, we're just... She actually, basically... Sh- yeah. She spills her guts to Obi-Wan, like, pretty quickly. Shut up! What did <laughs> she say? Like, shut up! Yeah. Shut up! <sighs> okay, so here's, here's the backstory. <laughs> let, me, let me take you back. Yeah, because he's Obi-Wan saying... Obi-Wan just has that feeling to Obi-Wan him. He said... How people just want to spill their backstory. <laughs> he's just yeah, has that, happens, that, that warm, cuddly, that happens like... happens a lot in this episode. It's like the Oprah of He's Star like Wars. your fun uncle, you know? But he you says, the guy. <laughs> how did you know Anakin was Darth Vader unless you were there? He said, you're he too young want to, to keep that secret. You're too young to know that unless <gasps> you were a youngling. You were there. You were at Order 66. You saw Anakin. And that's when she tells him to shut up. But you know, she tells funny. him. What if he was just wrong? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think he's tapping into the force, too. Well, maybe. He's... But she then we get some flashback sequence of Anakin rolling in with the 501st. Killing her, all her friends. Killing the younglings. Right. Like, you see it. So then you realize <laughs> oh, Reva... Op- that's right. They opened up the episode with a little... Uh, some scenes in the show may be disturbing. To right. Some yeah. And Hashtag I thought, America. what does that mean? And then I completely forgot about Order it. 66, <laughs> Which yeah. Which I felt the opposite. I felt good about seeing You felt it. comforted? I felt better. Which, you weren't uncomforted. The, my one gripe with that, Anakin's eyes weren't yellow, golden brown. <gasps> yeah. Oh my and gosh. he didn't really look like episode three Anakin. He looked like 40-year-old Hayden Christensen. With short hair. Right. I didn't see did the they, long yeah, locks. They, 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 they should have given him a wig. Did they have the wig on him? Did, they, did he even have a scar? I watched the scene a few times, but I can't remember. I don't think he did. Maybe not. Um, those are the attention to details. So that, Reva that hurt. was at Order 66. She said, I watched Anakin kill everybody I know. They were the only family I had. I pretended to be dead. I hid amongst the bodies until they turned cold. You start to really sympathize for Reva. Yeah. And then you realize Obi-Wan says, you're not serving him. You're hunting him. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. And he says, I can help you. She says, I can't trust you. And he says, no, well, then that's, we want the same thing. Right. And she says, do you really want Anakin dead? It's like, 
I don't think Obi-Wan wants Anakin dead. But then that kind of ties this, why is she so obsessed with Kenobi? Right. She also has beef with him. She does like, not like she, him. She mentioned how you trained him. How could right. you let this happen? He was your Padawan. Where were you when he was right. slaughtering my friends? Right. Yeah, she doesn't like Kenobi. Yeah. You so. know what's my favorite part about this scene is it's happening in the worst possible spot at the worst possible time. Word. There's 200, there's 200 people listening to this conversation. <laughs> no, they're like close on the blast door. No, they were whispering. <laughs> they're at least 12 feet away. Like, whispering through the force. <laughs> it, 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 there's just kind of this thing of like, I'm like, whispers. I'm like, you guys, the rest of this episode, there's all these corridors. Like, there's a lot of places this could have happened. This right. just seems like the weirdest place to do this. I guess, but so she spills her guts. You get the full picture. It made me not so ticked off that she knew Anakin was. It's like okay, yes, that makes sense. And again, like you take a further back view of now that we see Reva's story. If you were telling me from the very beginning, Kenobi is going to be about an Inquisitor that wants to kill Vader because she was at Order 66. He slaughtered all of her friends, but at the same time, she's hunting Kenobi. Like, if you would have told me that from the beginning, I would have been so much more okay with it. But as it progressed, I was just mad. Like, why does she know that? Why was she the one? I'm still upset that she told Kenobi. Like, he should have found out otherwise. But... Well, in, in the books and stuff, he found out in, like, a bar. Like, some people were talking about it in a bar. Well, that's, that's how they did lame. it Isn't before this. So out? I guess on a scale of one to lame, like, that's like a nine, and this is like a six on the lame scale um but you start to see more of the puzzle pieces are being put together so then they breach the gate she basically tells him screw you like i can kill vader on and my she own qui-gon from episode one through the yeah. blast door she does cuts and right she through it. cuts right through the barricade that they had welded but and then they're in. So she, the red lightsabers are hotter that? than the blue ones because Obi-Wan's blue one just bounces off the stormtroopers. <laughs> oh, she can just yeah, yoink yeah, that yeah, thing yeah, through a metal she door. She must not be that's using an point. FX. She must be using a real that's one. That's why they're red, because they're better. Right. Science. So they're in, and they start blasting. But Knobers, he pushes Reva yeah. probably 37 and a half meters back, which was impressive. And Same thing he does to General Grievous. Winks him. He does to Riva. He I love that. Him. Yeah, that was sweet. Um, but they're in, and then it's on. It's on. Everybody's shooting each other. A fun little detail about this moment is now officially Obi Wan is only using his lightsaber. Right. Wait a minute. So we he, he gives Haja all that yeah, stuff that after, after this. Yeah, this is after that. So they're pressing, and this is where we get some baller Ned B action. Our boy Loader Droid Chonk Master Thick. K2SO. I was just waiting for this guy's helmet to come off to show you who he really is. is. <laughs> David, <laughs> David really wanted Rex or Mace behind Man. that helmet. <laughs> like, that theory was solid, though. It was out there. Come and on. I, I told you. What's I'd, that hammer thing, then? Why In that one episode? Why did they just, set him up to look like he's something? The thing is, though, like, K2SO would have pulled something like that. Yeah. He's just a rebel droid. He's down with the cause. He's DTF. Down to fight. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's it. He's down to fight. <laughs> Can I say that actually this scene actually was, uh, this scene actually, all the fighting in the hallway actually kind of bugged me. Bring it. Really? Well, for, t for two reasons. One, because I kept getting the sense that they had 200 extras on set and they didn't know what to do with them. Yeah. So the door opens up wide and it's just two giant mobs of people just shooting each <laughs> other point blank. Yeah. There's a guy in the scene who has a pipe. 
<laughs> like, what are you doing, dude? And I, then they should have been further apart. Yeah, and then there's also the weird problem of like, okay, Obi Wan, you know, he could fight, but there's a hundred stormtroopers. Like, it's not like right. This is like the weirdest, most vulnerable spot for everybody to fight. Right. And that was also in the moment in the episode where I finally started noticing how much this series had had shaky cam. Mm. And, you know, just kind of, like, constantly, like, you know, just the camera operator is just always... Right. Like, I am a co- camera operator. I know how this works. Yeah. It's kind of unnatural and aggressive, some of the, some of the like, camera work. And so I would, like, rewatch the scenes a little bit. And it started to... Re- I started to get the idea of, like, I think some of this camera, like, shake, like, shaky cam, it's just to hide the fact that some of the extras are just standing around. They don't, like, they don't... They're not doing anything in the background. Mm-hmm. So... Right. Yeah, so those are the little things that, you know, that sure. uh, cook my bacon, as they say. So they retreat a little bit. The stormtroopers are pounding on people are dying. And Ned B goes Ned mode. He goes Ned mode. I wanted sure. to see more physical fighting from Ned B because he, he has his, he's shooting people and he's not missing. And then a stormtrooper gets in his face and he uppercuts him to the roof. <laughs> and then he punches another guy like 20 feet back. Yep. I wish there would have been more physical fighting from Ned B. It would have been great if he just like literally started ripping guys in half. That would have been sweet. Something yeah. so dark about a droid who doesn't speak doing that. <laughs> That's menacing, yeah. I, I wish there would have been more Ned B. But again, like we talked about one episode where one of my most emotional Star Wars moments is when K2SO gives himself up. The only tear-jerking moment in this episode was Ned B., sacrificing himself. He just turns around. He accepts that he's going down. I like Tala's moment better. He shut down. Tala was great. Because in the episode before, you know, you got Reva, cringy Reva. You're going to die for nothing. <laughs> Tala doesn't. Nice try. Tala sacrifice. She gets shot in the stomach. Like she does. Pain. And while she's on the ground, everybody's retreating past. It's, it's a moment between Tala and Ned B because they're both. H'd in the T's. Right. I, I had mean, a lot of Rogue One vibes right. from them. For sure. Yeah. But, yeah. She uh, she sends everybody back. Obi-Wan is fighting no, with someone he can't. Tala, no, He's, he's pretty distraught. He yeah. says like 12 times. Yeah. I'm like, blow yourself up, lady. He's he's going to lose his voice. <laughs> so, yeah. She pulls out an, a grenade and she a bl- thermal detonator. She blasts the door shut so Obi-Wan can't get to her and so that he's safe from the blast. She ignites the thermal detonator. Reva says, everybody get back! But they didn't see it because Ned B had... He was shielding. ...died on top of her. Right. So she had this thermal detonator. As everyone's closing in, they don't see it until the last minute. Yeah. And that was the moment I'm like, aw. Reva cares about her stormtrooper friends. Yeah. At least some of them. Not enough of them, probably. Ain't that the truth? So there was actually this moment actually kind of made me really, the you know the the moment where Tala is talking to Obi Wan about her backstory. Mm-hmm. I was I was starting to think like this is only twenty minutes into the episode, by the way. Right. Like it seems like this is taking a long time. Right. But we've we've been moving. So yeah. There's not a lot of time to process the emotions of maybe the way that they wished we were. So there, in the Tala conversation, I watched it again, and she kind of is essentially saying that she didn't, she worked for the Empire, she didn't quite understand the role she played until it was too late. That she was working with sure. the Inquisitors, she mentioned that there was some people that they rounded up, and they, um, she initially thought they were just some lawbreakers, maybe didn't pay their taxes, 
And then she didn't know what the Inquisitors were, so they showed up and slaughtered everybody. Right. And so she had all these regrets because she said, I think 14 people died, six of them were children. Mm -hmm. And so I'm thinking, aha, the children is important. Right. Because what is the connection to Riva? Right. Riva is a child who was in this traumatic situation. She witnessed all of her friends getting killed. And the... The idea that the Inquisitors are the parallel of what she went through as a child. She's become the thing right. that hurt her. You've become the very thing yeah. you swore to destroy. Exactly. So I'm watching this scene and with Tala talking to Obi-Wan, and I'm thinking, she, you know, she draws her blaster and she shows on how her holster has these notches, like, oh, one for every person I've saved. And I, I was almost hoping she would say something like, once I've gotten the 14th one. Mm. I'm I'll be I know I'm good right or something and so I kind of liked this idea um, by the end of the episode that Reva has revealed everything she does is to get one guy Mm -hmm. she just wants Vader literally she'll kill anybody it doesn't matter who she'll compromise and do any evil act because she's got this vendetta against one person. Right. And I liked how maybe the episode really should have leaned more into Tala is the antithesis of that. Mm-hmm. She is going to, she is willing to sacrifice herself to save anyone. Right. You know, one for all, all for one kind of a, a duality. And mentioning the children in the last episode, Obi-Wan seeing the youngling in that tomb was what sparked him. Like children are our future. Right. So her, her mentioning the kids getting killed again is like Obi-Wan just reconnecting to the force, revamping I, that passion, reconnecting to the did light. Did they kill any kids in the first two episodes? Um a lot of kid death in this show. Yeah, Vader. Well, that was episode three. Vader snapped that kid's neck. Yeah, no, did. in the opening scene, Order 66. So Tala sacrifices herself, blows everybody up, but not everybody. I mean, Reva's still there with a pretty strong legion of troops. And they get behind the blast doors, and Obi-Wan says, it's over. Like... I have to give myself that's up. When she, that's when he came in and gave and that's up his when he weapons. gives Haja. I kept forgetting it was Haja because my autocorrect changed it to Haha in my notes. Mm-hmm. His name is not Haha, although he does have some funny one-liners. It is Haja. He gives him everything, and he says, I need to turn myself into Reva. Meanwhile, Leia is still in the vent trying to figure out the blast door. Uh, she ends up having a 1v1 with Lola. Things get intense. Oh, my gosh. She realizes Lola has a restraining bolt on her. Fight to the death. And she takes the restraining bolt off. Oh, never mind. And then her and Lola together are trying to figure out how to fix the blast door. Um, Open so the Obi- blast door. Open the blast door. <laughs> Obi-Wan gives himself up to Reva. And this is where this sequence was kind of confusing to me. Because he gives himself up to Reva. She's surrounded by 30, 40 stormtroopers. It's like all of them. There's not even dead bodies on the ground. Yeah, there are. There's dead bodies. I actually did notice that. He gets handcuffed, and he goes to Reva. So the stormtroopers have brought him to Reva, and then they have this dialogue, and she said, I'm going to take you to him, and you'll be dead soon, or something like that. Yeah. Soon you'll be dead, and you with me. No, it was even worse than that. I wrote it down because every time she talks, it pisses me off. Jeez, man. You're going to die, Obi-Wan. Yeah. <laughs> That's what she said. She's very direct. We're all going to die someday. But she the way uses she minimal says it. words, and she lets you know what's going to happen. But he says, you're not going to bring me to him. 
I'm going to bring him to you. Oh my God. Kind of this like, we're going to team up and we're going to take him down. Let's do this. And she said, come on, Reva, let's do this. We're going to do it together. She says, he'll, he'll suspect something. Won't he see it coming? And he said, all he'll see is me. Like he won't even see you right. coming. In he's his gonna, rage. He's going to be so focused on me, Reva, that you will have an opening. So then this is where the next cutscene is like, wait, what? All of a sudden, Obi-Wan is running through the halls. He kills a couple of stormtroopers. And it's like all of those stormtroopers were just there. It was confusing because they literally brought Kenobi to Reva in handcuffs. And then they make this plan. And all of a sudden, Kenobi's out of the handcuffs. Vader comes down. Well, no. she He comes in handcuffs. The stormtroopers have him. And she says, let Lord Vader know we have him. Right. We have Kenobi. So then the stormtroopers bring him back back to where they took him from it's like no right no you would keep your prisoner right there in front of the army of stormtroopers and reva waiting for vader it's like her him and reva make this secret plan that clearly the stormtroopers would not have been on board they're all there by the way they're They're all they're all they're having this conversation (laughs) she like leans in and she's like I'm like, lady, there's everyone's there like you're not hiding nothing nothing here and that's where it didn't make sense because vader comes down and she says we have him inside sir and it's like, wait, all those stormtroopers would have been like, bro, we just had him right here and she let him back in. So that didn't make any sense. Plot hole, big one. Well, then Obi-Wan just takes like just takes him out. But yeah, I mean, he just then he just he's he kills two stormtroopers. Like yeah, the mortality rate of being a stormtrooper is just like awful. In the show. Simultaneously, Leia fixes the blast or her and Lola figure it out. Yay for Leia. She is a princess of Alderaan. Wait, two things. One, did you feel like that moment where Obi-Wan just like took out those stormtroopers with the was like the exact same thing as when Tala took out those stormtroopers when she was getting escorted away in the Not base? so much, just no. because I know what Obi-Wan's capable yeah, of. He's so capable it's like all that. Okay. So And there, Tala's great. I like she's dead now, so we can talk about her. So she's not great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. She's mediocre at best. Because she died. Yeah, and so is Ned B. So Maybe. that theory is out the frickin' window. <laughs> oh my gosh. Sorry, David. Um, Damn you, I really, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, chow, chow. So can we talk about, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but once I saw it, it blew my mind. I couldn't, I couldn't sleep. It happened at 6 in the morning. So I was tired, <laughs> but I couldn't sleep. So there's a, there's a moment. It's a very simple shot, very simple. It's just basic coverage, right? You're filming the scene. Leia climbs down the ladder. And she kind of comes forward into the shot and she kind of, you know, stands with Obi-Wan and he kind of like circles around her and, you know, now his face is in the camera um, and says like, oh, you know, Leia, and he's just talking to her and then it cuts away. In the background of this shot, I kid you not, there are two extras who grab the ladder that she just climbed down from and they move it out of the way. (laughs) It's like... Guys, we're in a bit of a hurry here. <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, like, it's these extras. They don't know what to do. Yeah. So, I, it's just kind of, it's just kind of a stupid thing that has happened in the show. And I was like, what is happening? Well, we better move this. Yeah. Why? I just need something to do. No, it's Look like busy. when Look busy. someone comes into your home, you know, you kind of clean up real quick. They knew Vader <laughs> was coming. <laughs> they're just, they're just kind of something. When your mom makes you clean the corner of the closet because Christmas guests are coming. 
like our Christmas guests are going to sprint upstairs and open up every closet. No, I see you didn't clean the closet. Vader walks in. Oh, what's this ladder doing here, guys? <laughs> this is the one thing I can do to give my life purpose before we die. I'm going to move this ladder back into the storage you know what, closet. Though, if I was an extra on that set, I for sure would be trying to maximize my role in any way possible so I could tell my grandkids, Steve, see that ladder? Steve, I got an idea. We can move that ladder. <laughs> they won't tell us no. They won't even notice. It'll be great. Yeah. Well, I'm going to look for that next time I watch it, Sean. That's funny. So Vader's on the scene. He tells Reva to stand down. He starts moving like he's never moved before uh, through that uh, corridor. Yeah, it's. I noticed direct parallel of him walking through the Hoth tunnels. Moving with purpose. With stormtrooper bodies everywhere. Moving in a Form 5 sort of way. Way of the dragon. You know what I thought would have been the weirdest thing that I, it didn't even it didn't even occur to me. Wouldn't it be so weird and off putting to see Vader jog? I was just thinking that. I was just thinking <laughs> he's that. never jogged. <laughs> you know, and his I'm gonna run. It's <laughs> <is> like faster. <laughs> <laughs> it would be it would be so dis, it'd be so humbling. I'm still waiting to, to see a Vader levitating jump from the from the video games. We didn't get that, but. Vader's on the Speaking scene of only the does video it, game. Yeah, he Bring only does it. it once in the Empire Strikes Back. Speaking of the video games, what happens next? Oh, yeah. Speaking of the friggin' video games, Vader's here, and this is where I said, oh, hell yeah. He oh, shows up, and they, <laughs> they get on the transport, and they fly off. Vader walks in. They fly now. <laughs> they fly now. He sees them flying away, and he says, nope. Grabs the ship. Boom. Parallel to Rey. From episode nine, but way better because it wasn't Ray doing it. It was Vader. He grabs the ship. Also, parallel video games. If you wanted to mention this, Star Force Killer, Force Star Killer, who Force is Unleashed, Force Unleashed, Vader's apprentice, who is dummy powerful. And it's not canon. This not is, canon, but it should be. Well, dang that's it. The, that's the thing I thought. I'm like, okay, so they've Disney has officially canonized. Vader is like a god <laughs> which just he should drags be. the ship right out of the ground but well, here's the if thing Ray's gonna do it when ray did it you better freaking make vader be allowed to do it because what it the was heck? a smaller ship and though, that's right that's what i'm saying about disney like they add context and value to their content right where like they saw the backlash like ray just held that ship they clean up their like own, they clean up their own problems yeah yeah it's like okay they do that's a great way to put well it, then Sean. vader needs to be able to do that too so so he yoinks this ship and he drags it to the ground brings it all the way down and then it's like what's he gonna do next he rips it open asap rocky fast so he says ground rip rip Get me into this ship. I want to start by saying I loved that. Loved it. But Uh-oh. I want to finish by saying the CGI sucked. Well, it did not look good. And like I keep hearing people say it looks like a fan-made thing. That looked like a fan-made well, thing. Well, the scene it it, did. the scene it's that moment itself felt kind of like a fan film because it's so extreme. Right. Yeah, suddenly. it was. But that's exactly what I wanted. Because they said from the beginning, you are going to see an uber-powerful Vader. You are going to see Vader in his prime, right. super strong. Okay, show me that. And they finally showed it. And I don't want to see Reva hovering over the Inquisitor oh, table, oh, and then he lets her down gently. Oh, okay. You told me what I wanted to hear. It's like, no, I want to see berserker juggernaut Vader, which is what we got. But Obi-Wan got the best of him. Okay. What does he say in the flashback lesson at the end? He says you're... 
desire to prove yourself will be your undoing, and it's why you will still be the Padawan. You're trash, Kat. Your need to your <laughs> your, <laughs> your need for hey, victory blinds you, Anakin. Hey, you're trash. <laughs> so Vader rips open this ship, and immediately a second transport takes off, which was. Which and was so away. stupid, no. but I loved it. I loved it because Vader's, you can actually, I watched this scene five or six times. You can hear Anakin. You can hear him grunting and you can hear him straining. Like he was OP in that moment, but it did take a lot out of him. And he's still a burn victim in the suit. And it's, he has a breaking point where it's like, I almost, <laughs> I've used up my force meter. Stamina. I need to, re, yeah, I need to recharge. What, uh, I saw a comment on that actually. Um, I think it's in Fallen Order. They okay. introduced this idea of force stamina. <gasps> where, like, if you oh really gosh. strain with the force, yeah. like, you're strained. You're you mean depleted. like your boy right. Luke Skywalker who died <gasps> at the end of Last Jedi doing so? Right. Exactly. He took his stamina mirror to negative, and then he went negative. It's like in a video game where you keep sprinting in a video game after you sh- you've run out of sprint and then like the screen starts so red. he needs marathon so bro. this whole idea of kenobi uh using the force as like a muscle in the beginning he had none right and he had to build it up to now where he's getting back to his old ways right go look at the sequel trilogy how the he doubles <laughs> does luke go from being out of touch to then force projecting himself across the galaxy well that's why he died right i mean he's like be- a bicycle you don't forget yeah, but even Obi-Wan couldn't move that thing in the beginning of episode four. Right. He, like, barely was moving it. Luke is like, Ray tells him, you weren't there. You've been so out, out of touch with the Force or whatever. Right. And he just Force projects across the galaxy. To, I what mean, if I told you that Force isn't just a power? It's something more. Mm. It's a person. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Force is female. I'll get, I'll get that. <laughs> oh, Kathleen. Kathleen Kennedy. I'll get that, uh. I'll, I'll I'll dissect that one day. One day, Sean. But not today. There's the, too much to talk about. The pneumatology of the so, force. Secondary transport that was hiding in the corner Which, takes off immediately. That's clearly the transport that everybody's on. And Obi-Wan freaking yoinked Vader. He's He knew he was going to be aggressive. And he said, if we send this faulty, this phony ship up, Vader is going to tear it to pieces. And then we can get away. He played him like a fiddle. Yep. There was one he knows there's, Anakin so well. There's a flashback right between that. Right. And he says, right, right, right. you are a great warrior, Anakin, but your need to prove yourself is your undoing. Until you overcome that, a Padawan, you will remain. And then it immediately cuts to Vader staring at the ship flying away. And he knows I just got bested. I just got padawaned. So there was there was just two things missing from that that scene that would have really sold it. What? One would be a short reaction shot from Obi Wan mm. looking back out the window of the ship. Yeah, and sure. Just kind of connecting. Gotcha those moments. And then what would have worked a little bit better is if the framing or how Vader's standing there was just shot a little bit differently because. When you see him, it's just a close-up of his face. But again, he's wearing a mask. Right. And so, I don't know. I needed something of, like, him, like, just... Even if it was just, like, bowing his yeah. head. Something to show that he realized... He was beaten. What had, what had just yeah. happened to him. And that's the film... Film cinematographer... Cinema photographer. I am a film guy of That you just went. That, really, you're putting your resume out there. I mean... 
Disney, if you're listening, Sean Tacular could shoot this thing for you. No, 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 not Disney. Oh my God, George, George, if you're listening, George, George, George Lucas. <laughs> well, we, 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 yeah, we wanna we wanna hang out with George before it's too late. You need Sean Tacular to film this. See, that I agree. That would have added a couple more layers, but I really, really thoroughly enjoyed that scene. Yeah. Well, it, what's what's actually kind of weird about it though is immediately after this. Yeah. He gets confronted by Riva. Right. So before we get into that, I wanted to say this was that punch uh, from the New Hope line. I was but the learner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked that, but it's not the knockout punch. Right. I feel like it need, that needs to be the knockout punch to lead into episode four. So that being said, well, we still got a series finale. Disney confirmed season two. Right. And they said Vader and Obi-Wan will fight two more times again. Oh my and they gosh. came out and said, it's going to be the best lightsaber fight you've ever seen. Oh, my god! Which they were saying, that's what, that's how they hype up the show. Yeah. And I always buy into it. <laughs> <laughs> like Boba Fett. Oh, there's something coming at the end that I think the audience is going to like. Really? Because I hated every part of it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. John, when whoever the, when, wrote that article. When, oh, when the Kenobi show is done, I, I'd like to kind of do like a little bit of a a dissection of how I, I feel like there's things about this show that seem like a reaction to people's reaction to Boba Fett. Yeah. That are very specific. Sure. Um, so we get Vader feeling defeated. And then like Sean said, Reva immediately is on the scene trying to capitalize and Vader's having none of it. Yeah. She tries to sneak up from behind and hit him. Dummy. I hated that. Well, that was a dumb. That I, wasn't. No, it was just arrogance on Riva because before she tells Obi Wan, he says, "You cannot take him alone." And she says, "I've done a lot of things on my own. Like oh you wouldn't gosh. even imagine the things I've done on." Yeah, my own. Yeah, but it was it's like you're dumb. It was the moment she decided to do it. It's like you didn't even capitalize. Yeah, it's, try to do it while he's holding the ship. Right. Boom. You know, it's a bummer because it also and that's kind how of, the ship gets away. It actually kind of messes up the moment a little bit because you know there's this there's this concept in in writing called. Uh, uh, a candy and spinach. I think it's candy, but it's like ca- candy and spinach. When something good happens to a character, you call it giving them their candy. Mm-hmm. And the idea is like, oh, you show off your hotshot pilot is really impressive. Anakin wins the pod race. Right. You're showing off their skills. That's candy. They get celebrated. But it's really important to give a character their spinach. Mm-hmm. Like they have to have things that humble them, that bring them down, because otherwise. You don't relate to them. You don't care about them. It's you don't. You're not even on their side because they're always winning, and it's not right. Right. So in this moment, it's like okay, Vader's eating his spinach. Yeah. He's been he's been outbested. He's been outwitted. But then immediately, it's followed by a moment where like Riva is like doesn't stand a chance against him, and so there's a little bit of a just a small beat I was missing. Mm. I kind of maybe that's why I wish they went back to the inside the ship for a moment. Sure. With Obi-Wan, even for just a reaction shot or two. Sure. I just I needed a transition out of that scene because it almost felt like Vader didn't actually have to really feel bad because, like, literally seconds later, he's going God mode. <laughs> he turned right. the cheat codes on. And that, he's a god. That's why I feel like it would have been sweet if he was holding the ship everyone was in. Yeah. And then Reva came up behind oh. and he had to stop and they got away. Right. Yeah. I feel like that would have been a lot better. Now we're talking, Dave. But that parallel of the second ship that you didn't Ooh. know about. Uh, right. Ray with the Chewie. Yeah. Chewie. Right. Yep. I mean, some somewhat of a parallel, but. That was a, that was a so weird scene. Reva <laughs> tries to capitalize and she gets freaking humbled. I loved it. I loved, I loved Almost it. Almost every second of it. I mean, 
He doesn't even pull out his lightsaber, and he is just force yoinking her wherever he yeah, wants. Just deflecting with the force. It was so I I loved it so much. And I watched that scene so many times. The scene where so she's fighting, trying to hit him, and then he's just deflecting with the force, and then she starts spinning her lightsaber, right. her dual wield. First, she's going one lightsaber. It's a neat then trick. she whips out the dual wield. Right. Then she does the spinny trick to counteract his force. Yep. And Vader just overpowers her and slows down the lightsaber. I thought that scene was so cool. It was good. I loved that scene. And you can see the fear in her eyes of like, I messed up. Yeah. This was not, I wasn't ready for this. <laughs> like, I was kind of hoping for a moment where she just like, I got like hit or pushed onto the ground and she's like getting off the ground. She'd be like, jeez. <laughs> oh my God. I'll show you real tears. Reva. I hope you like pain. Hope you like pain. Yeah. <laughs> So, then he snatches her lightsaber faster than so, any snatch I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, he, he yoinks that thing so fast. He takes her lightsaber, and then he breaks it in half, and, and then, then he throws one to the ground. And the words that came out of my mouth were, "Oh hell yeah, yes!" <laughs> I and this is playing into that idea of Episode Three. Why didn't Vader just demolish Obi Wan? No, right. he's playing with his food. Vader knows how he's arrogant. Right. He knows he's got you beat, but that's his undoing. He has to prove right. that he's better. Yeah. So in your weakness, he's not going to show his strength. It's yeah. in your strength. He, he wants, wants you at your strength. best so he can destroy you. So he gives Reva another fighting chance. Here's half your lightsaber. Yeah. See, I love I every second of this sequence. Your trash code. Up until this point. Because if you watch this, then when they start fighting... Again, Reva kind of ruins the whole thing. Well, really, it's whoever choreographed this fight, I did not care for it. If you solely watch Reva, she immediately goes down and starts, like, crawling behind him. And it's this very awkward, like, he's, like, clearly, he's not, like, super, like, fluid with his movements. He's he's very robotic and stiff. Um, but that's say. That's just who Vader is. She's, like, hiding behind him in this weird, like, crouching way. <laughs> Like just ducking in between his legs. Literally, and I didn't care for it. And it was like, dang it, Reva, you ruined a beautiful moment. Yeah. Why do you suck at fighting? Well, if you think about it, they the only thing that's a little bit off that's unfortunate about this whole scene is that you're setting up Vader to be really powerful. Right. And you got a you got one episode left to somehow at least in some logic figure out how he would be the way he is in episode four. Right. Unless you beat the heck out of him in, in season two or something. I don't know. Which is kind of why I was hoping maybe when he, after he like used the force to do all that stuff with the ship, he would have like. <sighs> right. Shown know. a little strain. Yeah. Something that would maybe at least imply that Reva thought this was the, this was the moment she could try it. Right. Sure. But it wasn't enough. No. So they have this very brief duel. And, she gets sent to the ground, and she starts having flashbacks to Order 66 yep. of Anakin cutting people down, Anakin walking towards the younglings. Yep. And it's just a cool flash of Order 66, Anakin, Vader. Order 66, Anakin, yep. Vader. And, and then he, he says, Trauma. you thought you could deceive me. You didn't think I'd see through it, youngling. So then that scene, I was confused. Like, okay, Vader, you knew who she was the whole time. Right. Why didn't you just take care of her then? Yeah, that's a good question. Why did you let her into the ranks? For dramatic you know? effect. 
Yeah, there's a, there's an element there where it's like, okay, he's no, he's just so powerful, he's so arrogant, he doesn't think anybody's a threat to him. Like, well, it also could come across as like incompetence, right? Which is not what you want uh, for the villain, but or maybe you do. Maybe that's what you kind of want to you want to show. This is the Vader who I thought for is sure naive about what he's capable of and what people are up to around him. Yeah, I thought for sure uh, when he had both lightsabers, he was going to count Duke. Oh no, head. that's C-D what I thought. That be, but. Then he gave it back, whatever. But yeah. even like his stab when he stabs her, I thought was kind of like, I don't know. I, I kind of expected a little more of a pretty disrespectful when you think about it, because that's a, apparently literally what he did to her when she was a girl. Right. They show the parallel of him stabbing her while he's stabbing her as a kid. And that so like that was kind of confusing. I don't know if it was just like a trauma flash or like he legit did stab her when I, she was a youngling. I, I interpreted it as she was actually stabbed as a kid. Which oh, does make sense I because didn't. all the Inquisitors kept saying, we found you in the gutter. We found you in the gutter. Yeah, but we found why, you in the gutter. That, that leads back to my, where's the line of like, okay, that kid's dying and that right. kid's dying. We're going to take that one. Right. You know, like, why? Right. I mean, I don't know if we'll get any more of her backstory. Maybe we will. But so he stabs her. Before that happened, though, he did throw his lightsaber at her. That was sick. <laughs> I did like that. <laughs> Which is great because that's just a Vader move. Not only is it in the movies, it's in the video game. The Vader saber throw I think is that's just actually. OP. I think the exact thing that happens, which is actually a really cool idea, is he, with one hand, throws his lightsaber. It might be the same hand, but he throws his lightsaber and immediately pulls the other one back. Yeah. Just yoinks it from her yeah. and then stabs her. Dual multitasking. I love it. And then so as cool. soon as she gets stabbed, Grand Inquisitor, the one with two stomachs, who was stabbed by Reva, My shows up. Is, does the guy have a name? Uh, Grand Inquisitor. <laughs> <It's okay. laughs> he was actually a Jedi temple guard. Yeah. Oh, my God. He was a former Jedi knight. Um, tidbit. Was he a good one? Or? I mean, he was decent. He was like top six. Well, out of six. The uh, uh, Which, time, is, time has made him weak. Apparently, my my whole thing was he walked in and I was like, obviously we knew he'd be back, right? But I liked what he said. It's crazy, like how revenge can keep you alive or something like that, right? That's tying vengeance into will, these. Vengeance will do a lot for your world to love or whatever. Mm. Yeah, that I'm he like, same dude. Yeah, he Tell like this ties it. into Darth Maul coming back in Clone Wars, right? Oh. Like, it's adding more Anakin surviving Anakin. Yeah. For sure. In hindsight, it really did bug me, though, that that was the moment I was really kind of a, I, I got annoyed about the design of the Inquisitor at that point. Because up, remember we were talking about before the show came out, it, it, the uh, the design of the Inquisitor, mm-hmm. the Inquisitor in the show, isn't really close enough to his look in Rebels. The Powens. And there was something, I, I we might have read, somebody was like, oh, well, he might be doing stunt work. It's just like for practical reasons. He isn't in the show very much, it turns out. So right. there was... I, it, it almost would have made more sense to me if he just wasn't the original guy. He just got killed, and we see a different Grand Inquisitor who's sure more reminiscent of what we expect in the in the Rebel show. Right. So, but he he picks the pin off of her. Yeah, he takes his title back as Grand Inquisitor, which he G. always was. Oh my gosh! But worst thing that can happen to a Boy Scout. So, the one thing I didn't like is I kept thinking about. Grand Inquisitor's death in Rebels mm-hmm. and what he says to Kanan is Kanan's I don't remember exactly what is the quote and I don't I don't want to be like quoted verbatim for this but we can put the clip in 
Yeah, he, yeah, we'll throw that in. But basically, as Grand Inquisitor is hanging from an edge where he's about to fall into a fiery depth, um, he says, there's some things that are more scary than death. Mm-hmm. There are things that are far more terrifying than death. And he's talking about failing Vader. Right. And like this, the way Grand Inquisitor walks in and is at Vader's side, it's almost like they're like buddies. Right. You know what I mean? Mm. Like that respect of like Neil when he right. tells Reva, it's like that doesn't apply to Grand Inquisitor. They're almost like buddies, kind of on the same level. Well, maybe at that point, Grand Inquisitor hasn't failed yeah. him. Well, actually, I don't know. But then I, it, that's all I was thinking about that whole scene. What is what is the real justification justification for keeping him, like keeping it a secret that he's alive this whole time? Because he's trying to, I would say, keep Reva, um, that like lust for Kenobi, kind of like because he knew Reva's backstory. backstory. He knew everything about her, right? So maybe I don't know. He says yeah. to Reva, Vader says to Reva, Kenobi was wise to use you against me, or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Well, the, the only thing that Which make, basically the, makes Reva feel like Kenobi just played me what, and Vader. What yeah. makes sense to me is the idea that Vader knows she is on a vengeance quest against him, meaning she will do whatever it takes to find Kenobi. Right. Unlike maybe the other Inquisitors. Right. Because, and so he's using her as the way to get what he wants. Right. He's manipulating her highly motivated skill set to get what he wants. But then I start wondering, okay, but then that means all the other inquisitors aren't worth it, worth it to him either. Like the grand inquisitor should have like I mean, he failed him. Right. Well, something else I was thinking, episode 4 New Hope, inquisitors aren't a thing. They better not be. Right. At what point is it like, okay, boom, they're wiped out. Right. Yeah, that they're going to get to that point. Lord Maybe Vader. in season two, Vogue that'd be really cool. What did you do? Maybe he has a moment where somebody fails him, and he just kills everything in the room. Can you imagine Vader versus like ten Inquisitors? Oh my god! Oh my gosh. Give it to me. Too bad Disney we can't. Give it to me. Too bad. <laughs> too bad we can't have that because they're in Rebels. But Rebels is before Episode Four, right? No, I mean like we won't be able to have it live action because. Rebels takes place after the Kenobi show. Right. It's too bad. Well, maybe season two is we after see Rebels. Some of them. I don't know. You know? I, I mean, we were, though, predicting, like, what's going to happen with Reva, Grand Inquisitor versus Reva, is what I said. I liked <laughs> Vader versus Reva way more. Well, that's what I said. You they had to bring yeah. Inquisitor, Grand Inquisitor out of the picture right. to set up this Reva Vader. I really like that because it that. finally showcased Vader for what he is. Right. He's he's the a racist. <laughs> oh my gosh! No, it's, it's it is interesting because it's like you got no. <laughs> he's goaded with you, the sauce. You, you have to have, you know, the Grand Inquisitor at the end of the day isn't really a part of the story. Sure, he's he's actually almost like it. It actually is a little bit weird to me. I wish they just didn't have him in the show because he kind of just is like a weird interrupt to the the main theme going on here. So you had to have Reva Invader fight, right? And uh, it, you know, he, she's dead on the gr- virtually dead on the ground. So him showing back That's up, him showing back up is is like just salt in the wound kind of a thing. So let's finish the. Episode. I know they said you know it's crazy what vengeance can do to keep you alive. They stab Reba, Reva, Reba, Reba McIntyre. Oh my god! 
gosh. Just unlocked a memory. Um, Cheyenne, you moron. <laughs> Sorry. A single mom who works too hard and loves her kids and never stops. Can you guys With stop? gentle hands and a heart of a fighter. So Reva McIntyre is on the ground with a hole in her stomach. <laughs> oh, my gosh. No, and, you know, you want Reva to just die. Yeah. <laughs> like, just, Vader's not going to leave her to live either. That's the other thing I don't right. like. Side note, what a slap in the face to Qui-Gon. All these dudes getting yoinked in the stomach with sabers and living? Qui-Gon's up there like, bruh. <laughs> yeah, but he had no vengeance to keep well, him alive. Well, no, you know, she got stabbed in the stomach before. It's like when, uh, uh, no way home spoilers. It's like when, when uh, Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man gets stabbed and they're like, are you okay? And he's like, you know, I've been stabbed before. <laughs> you get used to it, right? I you guess. Know? Total side note. They are re-releasing No Way Home into theaters with more scenes. What? New scenes. When yeah. did that happen? I don't know. I just saw that on Instagram. Dude, we're seeing it. But you got to wear your spider suit again. Anyway. Which one? Back to this <laughs> Reva. I, I know I already talked about it, how Vader playing with her, using the force to deflect, then taking her lightsabers, then giving it back. Like, he's, he's like, antagonizing her. Right. Like, let me see what you're made of. Keep going. Keep going. And you won't. You won't. Bet. Bet. You won't. <laughs> I love it because he's not just going to kill her after beating her with the force. Right. He yeah. wants her to be at her maximum. And I love this parallel to my all-time favorite movie, Hot Rod. Mm. He says, I'm going to get you better than I'm going to beat <laughs> you to death. <laughs> this whole movie, Hot Rod. One of my favorite movies. Whole movie is about his the dying whole movie stepdad. Is a, is, a, is a revenge quest. Yeah. <laughs> His dying stepdad needs a new heart, so he does everything he can to raise money to give his dad a heart transplant. So he can beat him up. So he can beat him up. And I'm in the movie, he says that. I'm going to get you better, and then I'm going to beat you to death. <laughs> that's Vader. Yeah. So that's what Vader does to Reva. Vader is Hot Rod. <laughs> and that is the opening line of this podcast. Yeah. Vader is Hot Rod. It's true. And he's racist. <laughs> but anyway, so we never finished off the episode. Super critical information. In the hustle and bustle of them leaving, Haja drops Kenobi's transmitter because Kenobi gave him his gun, his lightsaber, and his transmitter, the one that Bail Organa contacted him with. He drops it in the haste. Reva is lying, dying on the floor, dying, and Vader and everybody leave, and... Reva sees the transmitter on the floor and she grabs it. And Kenobi has this moment in the, in the transport as they're leaving. And he says, something's wrong. And then Reva is on the ground. She opens the transmitter, which was kind of busted up. And it plays Bail Organa's message. It doesn't play all of it. It's kind of broken and staticky because the transponder did get busted up. Basically, Bail Organa says, what you can hear in the message is... I will go to Tatooine. He can't find out about the children. I will help Owen with the boy. No, which, I don't think he says Owen. He does. He does? He does. Which oh, is very that. important because Reva knows Owen who things. Owen the farmer on Tatooine Give is. Give Jedi on that farm. Which basically says Reva's not dead. Right. Reva's going to Tatooine. And there's your season two. Reva's pissed at Obi-Wan. No, I think it's going to be your end of the season one. I, yeah, I think the showdown is with Reva this, ep this season. Well, it would actually kind of be a huge bummer. 
Again, they're they're skirting the oh, line. Oh, I they're, see. They're skirting the line with retcon stuff. It would be really a bummer if they reveal that Reva Reva knows Reba. Luke is Anakin's son, because that shouldn't be something anybody knows. Well, no, but, no, or that she then becomes responsible for hiding it. Here's what I think. What up? My prediction: she finds out Luke is Anakin's son and Obi-Wan has to kill her. Obi-Wan kills her protecting Luke, protecting Owen, and then Owen gains more respect and their relationship, him and Owen's more relationship. Less I think more respect. I think him and Owen's relationship becomes a little closer than last we saw it. I Maybe think Obi-Wan cuts her into pieces. Bit by bit, and Owen's just like... And then buries her in the sand. Bro, that yeah. was way too much. <laughs> I I think that's... You stay away from that crazy old hermit. Because at this point, if they cut up scenes and reshot stuff, Vader's not going to Tatooine. Yeah. No. There's no way he can find out about Luke on Tatooine. Right. So Vader's not him. going. Reva's Maybe going. he will find out, and then he'll get hit on the head. And I forget. forget. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is, Obi-Wan's going to Tatooine because Bail Organa is on Tatooine. So he knows, yeah. Maybe Reva even has a... Well, no, Leia and Luke can't meet each other. No. So Or they'll kiss. I think Obi-Wan <laughs> drops off Leia to Bail Organa. There's this huge emotional sequence. And we get the Leia, Obi-Wan. It's the last time Leia... <laughs> it's the last time Leia and Obi-Wan will see each other until A New Hope. So there's going to be a very like emotional moment. But then it's going to be like, oh, ish, Reva's on this planet. She's not dead. Yeah, and but what's her, she's going after Owen? What's her beef with Luke? Like, it's not. It's Obi Wan. Her because she's ticked at Obi Wan because she just feels I like I just got have, played by Obi Wan. I gotta kill somebody. I don't care who. That's what it is. Yeah. Well, no. When Vader said Obi Wan was wise to use you against me, or like he basically said, like Obi Wan just played you like a fiddle, shoddy. Should have killed me when you had the chance. And she knows, like, well, I just got bested by Vader. There's no reason to go after him now because he's way more powerful than I am. But maybe I could go kill Obi Wan because she's still alive. Yeah, which Reba again, Qui Gon is just rolling over in his Force Ghost nap, saying, "What the heck, dude? All these people are taking sabers think, to the gut." Do you think that we'll finally get a Qui Gon? I I really hope so. Maybe that's the dire need is Luke is taken or something, sure. and Obi Wan's in the desert, maybe. scrambling, trying to figure out what to do. Let's make Qui Gon comes let's, in let's, to let's, calm him. Let's make a bet. What's your prediction, Sean? Reva. Will find herself on Tatooine, exhausted, near death. Um, perhaps you're right. She has one final showdown with Obi Wan that leaves her pretty much um, on death's door, mm -hmm. knowing that she is uh, doomed. She kind of finds a small rock to lean up against and kind of, uh, kind of throws her head back and, and is breathing heavily. I know where you're going with this a bystander approaches and uh, makes some comments to her about there's like nobody around anymore. And, <laughs> and she says, um, you know, who are you? And she's like, Reva. And then she's like, Reva, who? <laughs> and then she looks over to the distance and she sees the force ghost of Qui-Gon Jinn. And then Reva is like, and then she dies. <laughs> Reva Jin. 
Is that where you were going with that? No, she can't be Ruby Jen. She would die. Maybe she sees all of her Padawan folk who got draxed or in 66. Or Reva Windu. Or, you know, all the Padawans she's killed. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. No, what do you think is going to happen, David? Predictions so, for the finale. She's on Death Store. Oh, one more, one more tidbit of information. What's-his-face tells Obi-Wan as they're leaving, our hyperdrive is busted. That was a really, and they're right on our tail. That was a really dumb line. <laughs> I was like, we don't, guys, we don't need this. We don't need this right now. So we know that like Vader will catch up yeah. to them. And Reva knows that Owen has the children that he can't know about the children on Tatooine. So where's this going, David? I don't know. Well, all right. Hey. <laughs> I don't know. I, I really thought <laughs> first season's going to be Leia. Second season's going to be Luke. Okay. I thought that's kind of what they were doing there, but. I, I like your idea better of Reva going to Tatooine for this last episode. Right. And he's got it. She's going to find out and he has to kill her. Yeah. she Nobody can know. He has to save Luke. We all yeah. have to kill her. But I was going to make a joke like Sean just did, but I was going to go with uh, Ben Maul in the desert. Tell me, is he the chosen one? Well, maybe they do some kind of parallel with that. Because yeah. at the end, Reva Wait, really what wants... Happens? I, what happens... So oh, as sure. Maul is dying, Maul, he, asks, he meets him in the desert. They they have a sh- final showdown. Right. And then Maul asks him, tell me, is he the chosen one? We're talking about who? Luke. Luke. And Ben's, uh, Ben Kenobi says yes. It's lame. It's lame. And he says he will. The, isn't his final line, he will avenge us? Yeah, Maul says he will avenge us. Because at the end of the day, everybody's... Oh, is this in the Christ child, guys? Like, come on. It's just a character in a movie. <laughs> well, at this point, and that's the thing. Like, Reva, her ultimate, ultimate goal was take down Vader. She realized she can't. Oh, my God. So she's going to try, try to take out Kenobi. She can't. And then she's going to ask Kenobi, is this kid She's going to have to eat her who, spinach. Is, <laughs> is this kid the one who will take down Vader? Be, then she'll be likable. I think they'll do a parallel with, with Maul's death. Because Deborah Chow, the director, she had a line. Somebody asked her, is Maul going to show up in this? And she said, no. Sometimes. His story was played out to completion. And we like what Filoni did with his story and from start to finish. So that was a little line or a little, you know, quote that I think might play into how Reva's story ends. I don't know. I think Reva's story has been flirting with, like, she's bad, but, like, she might be kind of good. Right. Maybe she gets her redemption at some point in this episode that makes you like her as she dies type I don't of thing. know. Because she doesn't like Kenobi. And if she finds out about Luke, he's got to do something Let about that. That's the thing. This. I don't know where they're going with it. What? I have no idea what they're well, going to they do. They show the, the other thing we didn't mention. The last scene is Luke laying in his bed. Oh, my gosh. He sleeps. Yeah, same haircut like as Jake psycho. Lloyd in episode one. Oh my gosh! I think uh, what, <laughs> you know. There's that thing where like the camera kind of pans through like some like mountains or some rocks. Yeah, uh, I've seen Star Wars a lot. The first one, there ain't no mountains <laughs> or near the Lars homestead. Maybe they moved. That's true. Look, this place is not working out for us. We're gonna get yeah, you're right. We're gonna move out somewhere else near Anchorage. Because episode one, he Obi Wan's peering through the rocks, watching Luke go pod racer mode on. Oh the, my gosh, you're wrong though. That, oh, Sean, you fool. Because in Attack of the Clones, it is the it is the same place, same. Maybe they move out when Anakin is riding his speeder through the. Yeah, mountains. well, when he goes, literally goes to meet the Lars family. Right. It is. It is. Uh, Detail for detail, the same 
as A New Hope. Well, My point is that there's just a small shot at the end of the episode where they kind of, the camera dr- kind of trucks through some mountains, and that doesn't make sense when you know the actual in landscape, the la- location. Right. So just a little nitpicky thing. Just throw that out there. One last thing to be upset about. It took us about 20 minutes to get through the last minute of that episode. There's a lot in that <laughs> yeah. last minute. Changes everything. Yeah. Well, I think that's a good place to Here's end. the thing, though. I walked out of Star Wars The Last Jedi pumped the frick up and super excited headed towards star wars episode nine thinking they're going to close this thing out it's going to be insane all the pieces are going to be tied all the loose ends are going to be tied up they're going to bring it all together and then they didn't disney has done that a few times they get you here and then they let you down at the end so i really am hoping this series finale is not yeah, I am make, a little make really good drug dealers. I am a little worried because they cut out scenes to extend to a season two. Yeah. So were there things that you were good. gonna wrap up that I would have been super satisfied with? With now, you're trying to get another season out of it, and not all the pieces fit. I think I would have been super satisfied with this being the finale. Probably. Maybe I, ending a little different, but that how long I, do you think the finale is gonna be? I hope it's an hour and a half. Give me an hour and a half. 25 minutes. Oh, my God. <laughs> no. Smaller. Freaking nightmare. Smaller and smaller and smaller. Well, you know, I think with Reva, I I don't anticipate her living longer than this season. If she did, you know, what else is Star Wars but a story of redemption? Mm. You know, that's what it's all about. And if they don't do that with that character, if they don't plan on doing that with that character, just kill her. Yeah. Send her home. I think she's going to get killed, and as she's dying, she's going to have her redemption. Maybe I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> that would be cool with me. Why did I parkour over all those? <sighs> I should have went Morbin mode on Vader. It was Morbin time, and I went Reva time. That one. Oh, my gosh. What if she ends up in a relationship romantically with Roken? Or with Haja. Better. They have history. Even Mace better, Windu yeah. shows up. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh my Let's God. find out where you're from. <laughs> <laughs> Comic book series. No. Reva Windu. Probably I, not. I like that concept of Kenobi teaching him the lesson throughout the episode. I wish that was the finale. That's all I was saying. I, I wish yeah. that was the theme of the finale. I love that. Yeah. But that Be- was just episode five. Because that is the more. first thing that he says to him in episode four. And it's like they need to have that line in the back of their heads with everything they do that. Yeah. Like we need to bridge the gap and make what, this make what, sense. What line? When I left you, I was about to learn. Yeah. yeah. But now I'm the master. Yeah. So what did he learn? What did Obi-Wan teach him? What was the last thing he showed him? Now that they're doing a season two and they've said they're going to meet up again, there's more lessons to be learned apparently. Yeah. yeah. But I loved that aspect of this episode yep. and the way they flashed it back to clone, you know, attack of the clones, Anakin Padawan, and Obi-Wan, I thought it was done so well. Like I said, if you ignore the wrinkles in Anakin's face and you just pretend it's a spry 17-year-old Anakin, it freaking worked. Yeah, I liked it. I hope that... Uh, I Again, like I've said earlier, I hope that this show justifies a kind of humbling, mm-hmm. a bringing down uh, Obi-Wan to where he is at peace with himself and he's more he's more like the Alec Guinness we see sure. in older four. not just older but even just in in temperament and personality 
Sure. But they won't even de-age Anakin for a flashback scene. They so won't even keep Obi-Wan's hair gray yeah. when it was in episode three. Dang. Sorry, Sean. I don't like it. What's wrong with gray hair? You know what I want answers to? What? What was it that he was cutting meat up in episode one? Was that a space fish? Was that <laughs> one of the fish from Phantom Menace on Naboo? There's always a bigger fish. It was meat-flavored ice cream. Skip to Qui-Gon's right now saying, There's always a bigger fish. Boom. Am I supposed to do that? Yeah. Oh, no. no, I will. Okay. Well, I think that pretty much wraps it up. I'm Great excited. episode. Very I, good episode. I love five episodes in. I, I came into this studio more pumped to talk about this episode than I have in ever. Wait, guys, yeah. we need to talk about Morbius. It's Morbin time, number two. Oh, we're not going to see that. We're not going to talk about that. Did either. you see it, Sean? No. Did you see Top Gun Maverick? No. Did you? Nope. It's a pretty good movie. That's all I'll say. I've heard good things. Yeah. Uh, I'd love to hear. I saw Jurassic World. It wasn't good. I saw your your review on IG. I loved your review. You know what, Sean? You should do a podcast episode about those in your 99 Films debut. I don't want to be all negative, though. I want to to share the joy in the world. Okay. That's fair. Do you want to close this out, David? Yeah. Like, subscribe, comment. What's a question for the peeps? What was your favorite Vader moment? Was he whelming? Was he underwhelming? Was he overwhelming? I personally didn't like the CGI of the ship. That's fair. But let us know what you thought of uh, Vader's OP powers that he should have had from the get-go. On a scale of one to Vader, what was he operating at this episode? I have a good question. Bring it. What would you do? What would you have been doing in the background if you were an extra Mm. during this episode? That's a great question. Would you have grabbed that ladder? It's a great question. You've grabbed that pipe for the audience. Yeah. Yeah. Pipe me up. Pipe, pipe me it up. up. Pipe it up. Um, will Gunji arrive at any point? No. Probably not. But <laughs> you guys and Gunji. this has been a long one. Yeah, so we're all tired. We're just going <laughs> to wrap it up. 4 a.m. watching this for you, the peeps, because I love you. Like, comment, subscribe. Tell somebody you know about us. Yeah. Tell them about the wonders of the 99 nerds. Tell somebody. Let's get out of here. Peace.